Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. It's time for another Q&A episode. The questions keep coming in, which is fantastic. I really appreciate you guys reaching out and asking me your questions and concerns, and then also allowing me to share your questions with listeners on Love and Life so that we can all learn from each other. This week, it's all about those complicated relationships. And the questions that you guys are giving to me are reflective of how complicated the dating landscape is. And it's kind of interesting because if you think about it, which maybe you have or maybe you haven't, but I did a little research about the term it's complicated because it's actually a relatively new term when we talk about dating. Apparently, the phrase it's complicated actually became a thing just 10 years ago. It didn't show up in the Urban Dictionary until 2007. And what's also fascinating is that even Facebook allows you to have your relationship status as it's complicated. So clearly, what was not a thing 10 years ago has now become such a thing that even Facebook says, well, you don't have to be dating or married you can also be somewhere in between what we call it's complicated. And from the questions I get and the listeners I interact with, typically it's complicated is really only complicated for one person in the relationship. One person would like more definition to the relationship. One person would like to be a legit boyfriend or girlfriend. And the other person is just fine with the nebulous nature of it's complicated. So let's break it down a little bit. The person who's okay with the nebulous nature, I mean, I get it, right? You've told your person who would probably like to be more with you. You've told them, no, I can't commit right now. And that's great because you have this person and you probably have all sorts of benefits from that person and the support and the love of this person, but you've not given it a label. And and to your credit, you're being honest. So that's fair. You're not telling them that they are girlfriend, boyfriend status. You are keeping it in the it's complicated zone. And then that frees you up to be able to go out and flirt with other people or to have some side dishes. And again, like I said, to your credit, you're being honest. So I get it. But for those of you on the other side of things, you're tolerating a label of it's complicated when you really want more. And let's just be honest, right? Because so often we're just not honest with ourselves in relationships and we tell ourselves, oh, I'm fine. It's cool. It's cool. I don't want anything serious anyway. I just, you know, I'm good. I'm good. It's complicated. It's fine. That's fine for me right now. But you're lying to yourself. (laughs) You are. And you know it. And you know it. And yet you still stay in it. And I get it. Some of you are hoping that you know what, eventually this is going to work out. This complicated situation is going to pan out because I've put in my time and I've shown this person that I am worthy of the legit title of girlfriend or boyfriend. 
But it doesn't usually work that way. That's the problem. We think, oh, I'll show them what I'm made of and I will show them what a wonderful relationship we could have. But the thing is, what you're showing them is that you're okay being treated like this, that you're okay in this nebulous zone. You're okay not having the legitimacy of a real label in their life. And that typically doesn't get you more respect from that person. It typically gets you less respect from that person. It reminds me of something Dr. Phil, I think, said. We teach people how to treat us. So as we tackle these it's complicated questions, I want us to be thinking about what we're allowing, what we're teaching people about what's okay, what we deem as appropriate and okay in terms of how people interact with us and how they treat us. And this isn't just for romantic relationships, by the way. These same principles are at work when we're talking about relationships with family members, relationships with friends, and relationships with coworkers. So how complicated is it really? Or are we allowing things to be way more complicated than they need to be? Everyone knows I love nothing more than a party, which is why I'm so excited to welcome our newest sponsor, Chaotic and Collected Garlands and Party Decor by Jess Downey. Jess creates hip and handmade party supplies. Check them out at chaoticcollectedinc.com. And if your party has a theme that is a little unconventional, Jess is your girl because she loves creating custom designs for your party. Say a hipster baby shower or a craft beer party or my annual wine and cheese soiree. Chaoticandcollectedinc.com. The first question comes from Jessica. She says, good morning, Dr. Karen. I dated a guy for many months last year, and it ended when I caught him cheating on me with his ex. Up until then, the relationship had been pretty easy and stable, so we tried to talk things out. And at the time, he claimed that this was just way out of character for him, and he realized that he needed to stop dating altogether for a while to figure himself out so that he didn't hurt anyone any further. Admittedly, I respect the need to hit the dating reset button, so we were able to part relatively amicably. We stayed in touch, an occasional text here and there for a few months, but as time went on, it was fewer and farther between, which is normal. But sometime around the holidays last year, he started increasing contact again, and as you had said in another listener's question a couple episodes ago, we all know what that's about. So we finally met up for lunch at his suggestion, and it was going great, nothing physical. But then, a little over a week later, I received a text from him saying that in fact he's still dating his ex, the one I caught him with, so apparently his dating hiatus never occurred, and I quit talking to him altogether at that point because obviously there was no point. But my question really is about the drama. So. I assert that if you're in a good relationship that's healthy and fulfilling, then your bat signal, as I call it, should be off. 
What I mean by that is that while we all may look at an attractive person or even innocently flirt, there's a difference between truly innocent flirting and knowingly putting yourself in a compromising situation. So if you're happy where you are, you don't knowingly put yourself in a situation where someone thinks it's okay to flirt with you or to get back with your ex. To me, this all harkens back to a topic that you addressed recently where you said relationships shouldn't be all that hard. But what I'm finding is that some people seem to invite drama into their relationships and that makes them really hard. So are some people addicted to drama? I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Jessica. Okay, Jessica, so I really think you've answered your own question here. You clearly are not interested in drama, and some people are. Now, we can psychoanalyze this all day long, and we can talk about attachment disorder and some people who are insecurely attached, and there's all this developmental psych research that talks about this and how these people, even in a really strong relationship, will still feel that insecurity such that they are tempted to feel more secure by making sure that they keep feelers out there. So like you were saying, even though they're happily with someone, they may still be open to the flirting. They still may be open to someone, an ex showing back up and then stroking their ego and that helps them feel better and more secure. And so they need that extra boost of affirmation and security. Now we can, like I said, psychoanalyze that all day long, but at the same time, it's not that helpful or that useful if we psychoanalyze it and still realize, okay, this person needs this, but I don't want any part of that, which is clearly what I'm seeing from your question is that you're not interested in the drama and you're not interested in someone who's going to keep their bat signal on, as you put it, which I love. It's the idea that I'm in a relationship, but yet I still just want to keep that bat signal on just in case. And so, like I said, I think you've answered your own question. And the great thing is that you are strong enough and secure enough to not need that extra affirmation. When you're with someone, that's it. You're done. There's no need for anything else. You want to focus in on the person you're with. You want to get your affirmation from them and from yourself, of course, because let's not forget that. The most important thing about being in any relationship is that we're still taking care of our own needs and not putting the burden on our spouse or our significant other to make us feel okay about ourselves or to help us be happy because the point is we need to do that on our own. And that's one of the reasons that I stress that so often in the podcast and in my writing and everything I'm about is that happiness is an inside job. It is our job to make ourselves happy. And the beautiful thing is when we do that, then we don't need to look for outside affirmation to feel okay about ourselves all the time. And when we make ourselves happy on our own, then when we are in a relationship with someone else, we can lock into that relationship, turn off the bat signal, as you put it, and focus in on what we're about, which is being okay with ourselves and trying to make our partner's life a little bit better by virtue of the fact that we're with them. This is Alexis Hyde, and I'm the director of the Museum of Broken Relationships in Los Angeles, California, and I love listening to Love and Life with Dr. Karen, and I know you will too. Question number two is from Amanda. Hello, Dr. Karen. 
About seven or eight months ago, I met Mark on a dating site. But in all honesty, I don't think either of us were actually expecting to find someone we would have a real connection with. He told me even at the beginning that he had just gotten out of a really bad breakup three months prior to meeting me. His ex had cheated on him the entire time. But we still ended up hanging out a lot and talked all day, every day. He has two kids, and he was sending me pictures of them all the time. And so things kind of moved a little bit faster than I think either of us anticipated. We started developing, I think, pretty strong feelings. And so we decided to take a step back. Not a big step, but we kind of just came back to reality, if you know what I mean. And he asked me to have some patience with him. Now, there's also some drama regarding his living arrangement. His two kids are from another ex, Shelly, and he's currently living with Shelly. Reason being, before he found out that his last ex was cheating on him, they had signed a lease together. And when the truth came out about her affair, well, he obviously had to break the lease, which messed with his credit. And so he moved in with Shelly. But in August, he'll be buying his own place. Anyway, this is just all to give you an idea of where he is. And honestly, I don't worry about Shelly because for one, I trust Mark. And for two, I know Shelly and she knows me and she has a boyfriend and she's the mother of his kids. So it all makes sense. I'm understanding of the situation. That's not an issue for me. My issue comes from him asking me to have patience all the time, which I've had for almost eight months now. I know he cares about me and he's told me this. But he just keeps saying he can't give me what I deserve right now, which, no, he probably can't. But I'm not asking for a commitment. I'm just wanting to know that we both want the same things and we're on the same page. You know what I mean? He knows the kind of person I am and how strongly I feel about him. So he doesn't want to ask me to wait for him because he knows that I will. And then he says I might miss out on something I deserve. He says he has no confidence in love right now or in himself when it comes to relationships. And he's worried that I'm going to wait and that he's going to let me down. But I'm not even looking for promises. All I want to know is that we're on the same page. We've not been intimate and we've not had sex. And that's both of our choices, but especially his because he knows I deserve more. And he always says he has more respect for me than that. Honestly, I think when August comes and he's out on his own... That's when a change would come. But if he wants to keep me around until then, I don't think it's asking too much just to know that we're on the same page. I've actually started backing off and letting him come to me lately because me talking doesn't seem to do anything. And part of me thinks he needs to fear losing me or just lose me altogether. Thanks again, Amanda. So I'm just going to address a couple of the glaring issues that I see here. And I'll go back to Maya Angelou. One of my favorite quotes is from her where she says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Mark is showing you who he is. So his life is extremely complicated. And I bet that he would love it if it were a little less complex and he could just bring you into it. But he can't. He's telling you, this is who I am. He's even saying, you deserve better than this. And I think you need to believe him. Now, I've had situations like this in my past where I believed in a guy and I believed in our potential, 
more than he did. I saw that the things that he saw as stumbling blocks didn't have to be stumbling blocks, that we could work through those. But the reality is if Mark sees stumbling blocks and Mark sees hurdles between you, then that's all that matters. And I agree with him. You do deserve better. And what's hard is that when you have that chemistry and you have that connection, that's rare. I get it. I mean, it takes a lot to get there. I mean, you guys all know I was really picky. I didn't get married until 42 because I wanted the total package. We've talked about it on the podcast. I wanted what Dr. Robert Sternberg calls the consummate love, where you have that intimacy, that friendship, where you have the commitment and you have the sexual attraction and the passion. And you mentioned in your email that you're not even looking for commitment. And I guess my question would be, but really? I mean, You're saying you want to know you're on the same page. You're saying that you want to know that the work that you're putting in now is going to lead to something eventually. So it sounds to me that you do want to know that commitment is a possibility in the future. And that's fine. You know, a lot of women nowadays, when I talk to them, they seem to almost be embarrassed by the fact that they want a guy to commit. Because we've been socialized to think, you know, don't scare the guy off or, you know, no guy wants to commit. But it's okay to want that. It's a natural desire, and there's no reason to be ashamed of it. But the deal is here, Mark can't give you that now. And even though you say you don't want that, I think part of you does want that. You want that assurance that the work that you put in now is going to pay off eventually. And he just can't give you that. So I would suggest for your own sanity that you just step away. And it doesn't even mean that you have to say, this will never happen. You can just say, you know, for now, clearly, Mark, your life is super, super complex and involved. And it's probably just the best for both of us for us to just keep some distance until August when you regroup, get your own place, and you can kind of recalibrate and figure out what makes sense for you. And in the meantime, Amanda, I would just encourage you to be open to other relationships. And now I know when I was in love, I fell hard and... I tended to have blinders on and tunnel vision. I just saw the one guy and that's the only guy that mattered to me. But I would just encourage you just if you do decide to step away, just give yourself the opportunity to be open. And really, I mean, Mark and you might work out, but I don't see any point in you driving yourself crazy until August. I think the best thing you could do is give some distance, give some space, let Mark see what it feels like to not have you around And that might help him get motivated to get his stuff together so that he can be in a place where he can be the man that he knows you deserve. Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen, D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. Here I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows, This Is Us, Will and Grace, and My Guilty Pleasure. All shows Bachelor Nation. On Facebook, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. There, you can read my blog, see where I'm speaking, and find links to others' podcasts when I'm a guest on their show. And the final It's Complicated question comes from Becky, who's actually in a relationship And it's still complicated. Hi, Dr. Karen. I've been listening to your podcasts and I need some advice, please. Currently, I'm in a relationship. We've been together almost three years. We were really happy at first and even saw a future together. 
even though we're from completely different backgrounds and culture. But now we keep arguing. And recently my boyfriend told me he's unsure of us and our future because of things he thinks we both lack. And he thinks we don't have enough in common. We love each other. But now we keep arguing. He's been so distant and cold recently. And I feel like he's falling out of love with me. He's hurt me emotionally, and I don't know if I should even try solving things between us or if it's best to let it go. I love him, but at this point, if I really love him and he's not happy with me, it might be better to let him go so he can be happy with someone else since I don't know if I can give him what he needs. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you in advance for your advice. Becky. Hi, Becky. Thanks so much for reaching out. I'm so happy to know you found my podcast, and I hope the episodes have been helpful for you. As for your question, for one, you and your boyfriend obviously have a lot of history together, which makes it super hard that you're in the space you're in. You mentioned that you're from completely different backgrounds and cultures, and in relationships, sometimes these differences don't prove problematic early on, but as a couple becomes more serious, values, religion, and culture become more meaningful. It may be that you two have hit this level of your relationship and the differences in your background are causing problems. You also mentioned that he's becoming distant and cold and hurting you emotionally. Obviously, this cannot continue. No matter how much history you have with someone, you can't allow yourself to be treated in an unkind, unloving manner. Sometimes, guys will pull back and become mean because they've emotionally checked out of the relationship, but they don't want to break up with us. Maybe they're scared of hurting us, or they enjoy the comfort of having us in their lives and they don't want to be alone. But you don't want to stay with someone who isn't treating you with love, respect, and admiration just because you've been dating him for three years. From what you shared in the message, I think you know what your heart is telling you. Even if you and your boyfriend are meant to be together in the future, you're not meant to be together right now because he's treating you poorly. And if you continue to allow him to... You're establishing negative patterns in your relationship that will be difficult to alter in the future. I hope this is helpful to you. Thank you listeners for reaching out with your questions and thank you for being willing to let me share the questions with everyone on love and life. We have the same issues and the same complications in relationships. So when we share our concerns and I'm able to address them, then we can all learn together. So the love and life hack for this week is... It's complicated, but does it have to be? Own your part in the complication, and if necessary, extricate yourself from any it's complicated scenarios and move on to something with more definition and more certainty and more security. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, make it a great week. Dr. Karen Love and Life is produced by Chip Gregory, Senior Producer Michelle Musso, and Host and Executive Producer Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. <laughs>